Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five Episode 35 has arrived. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy the show, everybody. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. We are back. Another beautiful week. We've got a plenty of surprises for you. We've got two episodes we're bringing you this week. One right here with me and Wits, where we're going to give you our picks, talk a little bit of sports with you guys, and then Wits went off on his own, pulled a Roz here, and interviewed Jeff Meyer, who is part of Tough Enough. And uh, Wits, give us a little preview for what you guys uh, covered coming on our Friday episode. Yeah, absolutely, Roz. So I got the opportunity to interview the CEO of Tough Enough, which is the world's largest amateur combat sports organization out of Las Vegas. So Jeff has been in charge of the company, you know, about for about the past 10 years and has been involved, you know, for a very long time in the industry. Um, very interesting interview. He's a great guy. He's actually from Chicago, went to Stevenson High School. So right next to me and Roz. And yeah, I used to have a girl in Stevenson. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I remember that. So, yeah, super interesting story. If you get a chance, please tune in. Um, great guy, great interview, and, yeah, it was awesome. That's all I yeah. got to say about Brad. Super excited, and uh, we hope that you tune in, and uh, I hope that some of his fans, if they're listening for the first time, uh, they get excited. Uh, we, we do good stuff here. Me and Wits, heaters. I don't even think a heater explains what me and Wits went on when it came to the NFL picks this week. Not that hot at the college level. Wits actually trying to steal some wins and losses from me. I had to go in there and edit his math on our spreadsheet we keep. I did not have my best college go, and we'll get into that real quickly. But uh, I'm Xander. I'm excited. We've got a new, fresh week. I'm coming off of a loss, and I'm trying something new this year. I'm trying to be more optimistic after losing a fantasy matchup because it's not the end of the world. Not yet. Obviously, if I'm to miss the playoffs... That would, that would hurt a little bit. But Wits, you came off of one of your best performances you may ever have. And uh, you took down our arch nemesis and former colleague, Jared Rubin. I don't know if we can call him a colleague, but he's been on the show quite a few times. And you uh, you put the, whoop, the whooping on him. I couldn't figure out which word I wanted to use. Yeah, I mean, I came on the show last week and I said it would be an ass kicking of all ass kickings. And... Roz, 171 to 84. I don't know how else you want to slice it, but it was a dark day for Rue, uh, vaulting him down in a ninth place, and Wits moves up from 10th to 7th, eyeing that fourth-place spot next week where he'll move to 2-2. Two and two. But, Roz, I mean, not much left to say. People were doubting Mike Evans in my starting lineup, 41 points. 
Kamara, no Drew Brees, no problem. 32 points. Picked up Dak off the waiver wire. Darren Waller traded for him a couple weeks ago. 20 points. I mean, dude, when Witt says he's going to do something, he does it. And Is that this was- Belichickian? Who knows? We'll have to wait on it. I don't want you to answer that because you're one and two, and I think your team is still going to fall off the uh, metaphorical wait, cliff. One last question, Roz. Who has more points between the two of us right now? Just simple answer. It was answer. a tough week. Again, it scored 98 points this week, hurting that total. But things Just change. Give me an answer. As this we week. saw, I led the first two weeks, and uh, now you are currently after week three ahead in the point standing. But uh, it took you three weeks to get there. So. All right. That's Let- all I have. Here. Yeah, honestly, go ahead, pat yourself on the back if that's something you like to do. Um, I do it all the time. You're you're listening to a guy who boasts about himself more often than and not. Or one more thing, Roz, I hear all this talk about this great offense in Green Bay. No, now you want to jump the gun. I will let you do this. No, no, Aaron Rodgers has not scored 15 points yet this year as a fantasy quarterback. He's outside of the top 20. I mean. Did Wits call it or did Wits call it? Because he has been, from a fantasy perspective, absolute trash. He's not the boy who called Wolf. Has not wolf. for 250 yards yet. So all those people who are high on Aaron Rodgers, you should have tuned in when I was talking about fantasy quarterbacks. The guy's not even in the top 20. We thought top 10 was going to be a stretch. Top 20. Plenty of guys ahead of him. Roz, your team is about to fall apart. But we'll wait and see. It's only week four. Well, like you said, the stretch of the top ten. I will get back into defending my Packers, and trust me, there's songs and singing to go with it. Packers. I was just talking about the fans. Offense. We'll see. Thursday night's going to be a big night. All right. We've got the top ten. College football. Clemson hasn't moved, and they played a meaningless game against Charlotte. Alabama covering the second spread this year for them. If you paid attention, Wits, I want your take on this. Alabama has only covered twice so far this season. Last year, they covered 70% of their games. They are not on pace to do that. Is Alabama a little bit weaker? Just something to keep an eye on. We had Georgia, Notre Dame, both of us choosing Georgia. Unfortunately, Notre Dame stuck it to us. Honestly, I think they took it personal because nobody else out there in this entire universe was Notre Dame trying to prove something to other than Wits and I because we shat on them, and especially me. I didn't think they could keep up for anything, but... They did, almost beating Georgia. Uh, so we, we lo- lose our money there, but we see Georgia staying in the top three. LSU, they cover for me. Ohio State, I mean, the statistics there. Justin Fields, six touchdowns on only 249 yards, and all in one quarter. Pretty insane to me. This might be the best Ohio State team we've seen since the championship. Oklahoma sitting at six. They didn't even play. That's my favorite team to bet on these days. Wits. Do me the honors of telling me who's at seven. You are two and zero when picking this team against me, and they uh, they did it once again on the road. The true freshman quarterback, who's sitting at number seven. Number seven is the Auburn Tigers, and Raz, you mentioned it. Two and zero picking against you with Auburn. Um, this was a a great game by the Tigers, man. I mean, they came out hot, 14-0 after the first quarter, 14-3 at half, and they were getting points. They won this game straight up. This was a very good effort by an Auburn team who is inching on the outside of a playoff berth right now. I think I think that's where I draw the line right now, is at number seven, Auburn. I don't think any other team below them. You are blind, my friend. Blind. I'm blind. 
Who else has Sitting a chance? Sitting at number and, eight, taking down Jim Harbaugh and his entire career. Oh, my the Wisconsin God. Badgers, don't tell me that Wisconsin has a chance. The Wisconsin Badgers, with the best defense in college football right now, has taken down now the Michigan Wolverines. They have a quarterback who is capable. Jonathan Taylor, a Heisman favorite. And this team is up. only going to get better. A little, little bit. Hit cramps. Hit cramps. Everyone gets cramps. LeBron James got cramps in the NBA final. Number eight, Wisconsin. We both bet on. We're both victors in that front. So you should be happy with them a little bit. Who knows? You yeah. seem a little I'm, flustered. I'm, you know what? I'm taking Wisconsin out of the national title conversation, but I will give them all the credit in the world for just dismantling the Wolverines on Saturday. 28 nothing at half. I mean, talk about an easy cover, Roz. That game was in the bag after the first drive. Michigan, that was absolutely embarrassing. I mean, I want to swear right now. It was so embarrassing for them. And you got to think, Jim Harbaugh, is this Let's the beginning? It's over. It's the beginning of the end? I don't even know. It's the beginning of the end. It's like Joe Madden for the Cubs right now, gone. They just lost to the Pirates. They've lost seven in a row in one of the most important stretches of the baseball season. We're not I don't want to talk about that. Until the playoffs not... Exactly. It's been a hor- horrendous, atrocious, whatever word you want to use. But which, it's not the beginning. It is the end. A man who could never get past Urban Meyer, who rumor has it will be the USC Trojan head coach next season. It's over. Jim Harbaugh failed at Michigan. He's had enough time. He's had enough transfers. He's had enough recruits. He's had enough of Derek Jeter and famous people showing up to hype them up. They lost to Wisconsin. They looked bad against the Army. They barely got past Middle Tennessee. Time to send him packing. Send him back to the WAC 12. Maybe he'll do better out there. But it's not the beginning. It is officially the end, in my opinion, for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, when he first got to Michigan, first couple years, I thought he did a great job of elevating a program that had just gone into obscurity. I mean, Michigan... I don't even think they were a top 25 team for a stretch of four or five years, which for a team like that was, it was kind of unheard of. Vaulted them back into somewhat of contention, but these past few years, they just can never win a big game and show up when they really need to. And this was this was kind of the icing on the cake, Roz. I mean, 28 nothing at half. It was it was just so embarrassing. And Michigan, I don't know where they go from here, but. It was it was just a horrible effort, and I'm glad that we bet on Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, I just Roz, I, I think I think it's time for a change. Just uh, like you said with another guy on that other team that we used to cheer for. Um, sometimes you just just wear. It. And the problem with Jim Harbaugh though is he never got over the top, never won the big game, you know, never got to a playoff. So, I mean, if this is the end of the Jim Harbaugh era, it's going to be I would say disappointing. I mean, we got back to sniffing a little bit of, you know, the yesteryears of Michigan football, but I don't know, man. I don't know where you go from there because that was an absolute beatdown. Wisconsin, like you said, in the top 10, and then rounding it out, we got Florida, still undefeated, won't be for long. And then Notre Dame, 2-1. and one. There are a couple of undefeated teams behind them, but Roz, like you said, Notre Dame, I thought, showed a lot of stuff. Going a good enough effort for me to stay in the top 10. And I usually shit on them. So I do too. I, we're on a similar page here, but that it was an impressive effort by Notre Dame in that game. And I'm, I'm pissed that Jordan didn't cover because they had a chance to up 13, a few minutes left in the fourth. But, you know, that's what happens. That's why they call it gambling. And to but, be fair, in 
in love and war, whatever the saying is, Georgia, for me, and we can't give you these lines on the show because it's impossible, but I did rip Georgia's second half line to make up for that game. So they did cover that at least. So thank you, Georgia, on that front. But uh, it would have been nice if you covered the entire game. It would have. Um, and Roz, a team that we've been riding quite a bit lately. Uh, I need to bring them up. But the Central Florida Knights lost straight up as a 12-point favorite to Pittsburgh on the Philly special play at the end of the game. And the national title conversations are officially out the window. You lose to Pittsburgh. Just not great, Bob. And Not, not great there, Bob. Not great, Bob. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh comes away with a 35-34 victory and was, I thought, probably the most exciting game in the top 25 of the week. Uh, a couple other good matchups. You had SMU taking down TCU at home, 41-38. Colorado, Arizona State, 34-31. The Buffaloes took it. Uh, other than that, the Red River River rivalry. Texas finally took down Oklahoma State. Tennessee showed us that they're just still a bunch of garbage getting blown out by Florida. And, Ros, we move on to what I would call, again, another sleeper week in college football in the top 25. Not a lot of exciting things going on uh, besides a couple games, but I know we're staying away from one of them. Well, that is purely on principle. I'm not going to lie to our fans here at the opening line. I said I am staying away from the WAC 12 for as long as I'm alive, and that is hopefully for maybe 70-something more years, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not betting on that game. I think they're both ranked wrongly or incorrectly is the word I should have used. I don't think USC is deserving of their rank. They beat Utah, who's 10. Again, that was too high. They should not be 10. None of these teams should be anything. But they are. And I got into this argument, fine, the ACC doesn't have as many teams ranked, whatever. I'm going to leave it at that for now. I still think they're a better conference. When you produce a national champion, I think that as a whole makes your conference better. Anyways, I don't think the Pac-12... Whoa, I said their actual name for the first time in a while. The WAC-12 is actually what it is, so I'm not betting on that game. You could bet on it. It looks like you didn't. You're following my lead here. Um, But we do have a ranked matchup that me and you are on the same side for, and that is Notre Dame. Notre Dame this week facing another ranked opponent, one that if you want to argue the ACC is worse, this would be the opportunity, but they are ranked. Virginia is 18. They're on the road against Notre Dame. Me and you are riding Notre Dame minus 12 and a half. Yeah, you know, I'm on Notre Dame's side here. You know, I think going into Georgia, I think one of the tougher places to play in college football against a Georgia team that is also very good. So I think although Virginia is ranked here inside the top 20, I think their schedule has been pretty weak so far. I mean, Old Dominion, Florida State team that is nothing like it's been in the past. William and Mary beat Pittsburgh pretty good the first week, but I, I think uh, Virginia's in here for a little bit of a spanking. And Notre Dame, I think, is going to come out ready to play. Still have hopes of a national title alive. They can run the table. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I like Notre Dame minus the points here. I love that it's not up at 14. We've got it at 12 and a half right now, so we're both going to rip Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish. Um, I like also- that. I think we also need to give credit to that defense of the Fighting Irish. I know the offense, actually, they didn't really keep, it was a low-scoring game, the Georgia one. So I think the defense should get most of the credit here. 
They stopped the run, which people said they were not going to be able to do. I think it's going to be very similar. I think Virginia, offensively, they did put up points last week, scoring 35 points. Or not, that's not even, 28 points. So I think Virginia's offense is not going to be able to compete against this Notre Dame defense. And I think that's why this spread is so enticing because I think Notre Dame's going to get out and get away with it early. This game could be 44-7 to at the end of it. I really do like the minus 12.5. Yeah, I do too. So I know we've got a couple of the same picks. Kind of surprising. I, I made my picks not looking at yours, Roz. But we are on the same side of three matchups this week. So I'll give my other two that are different than yours. I'm going to take the Kentucky Wildcats plus three. They are traveling to South Carolina, and I love the matchup here. I think if you're going to bet Kentucky, I like them plus the points. I like them straight up. This is going to be a great game, SEC matchup. I just don't think South Carolina is that good, and they are 1-3, and 0-2 oh in the SEC. So I like the Wildcats here, and I'm also going to go back to the well on a team that burned me in week one versus Texas. But I'm going to take Louisiana Tech minus nine points against Rice. Rice is 0-4. They are a horrible football team. And Louisiana Tech, after that beatdown week one against Texas, has won their last three matchups, scored 35 and 43 points respectively in their last two games. I think they take this one by at least 15 points. Those are my two outside picks. So that's I've got three in the door right now, Raj. So you want to go over the picks we're on the same side as. Feel free, my friend. It's too I'm going to wait. I'm going to lead into the picks that me and you are sharing. My other two picks outside of that are all based on one game last week, and that is the Northwestern game, which I said was an honorable mention for me, and it was a game I was going to bet, which I did. I got Northwestern plus 9.5. Embarrassing performance by Northwestern. I think it gave them more credit than they ever deserved. And Michigan offense looked to have woken up a little bit, and they performed well, dominated their game, beating them what is it 31 to 10 again they could have scored more Northwestern never really was in it but the reason I'm going with these picks is because I think I have a better understanding where the Big Ten is sitting at right now Wisconsin clearly dominant look at how they handled Michigan I got them minus 24 you know me I take a big bet every week let's just track them for a second LSU minus 24 last week win Oklahoma minus 24 the week before win Clemson also that same week minus 27 win I'm telling you go with me on the big bets I promise you're going to be okay they're going to lead to money in your pocket anyways I'm going Wisconsin minus 24 over Northwestern I think they absolutely dominate that game there is no offense to be had for Northwestern that's troublesome going up against one of the best defenses in the country right now in Wisconsin and then I'm going to go Michigan State they found their groove a little bit. We saw how Indiana, uh, Indiana performed against Ohio State. They're nothing like old. They're not really there to compete. This is going to be at home for Michigan State. So give me Michigan State minus 14 and what will be another easy one for them in the Big Ten. And then Wits, me and you, I'm going big. You apparently didn't. I'm putting two units on this game. Give me Purdue plus one at home against Minnesota. I'm telling you, steal of the weekend. Purdue is going to shake some things up in the Big Ten, potentially vying for a spot in the Big Ten championship game. And it starts with Minnesota. I think they take this one easily. Yeah, I agree with you, Roz. I like Purdue in this matchup. I know Minnesota's 3-0, and but there's something about this Purdue football team. I, I just think they're flat out better. And like you mentioned, they might be able to make a little run at the Big Ten this year on their side of the division. Then, Roz, we take the last game on the slate on the Saturday card. 
Nevada versus Hawaii. Nevada minus two is the play here. Over under 64 and a half. Should be a high scoring affair. But Roz, tell me why the Wolfpack are going to take this game, cover the two point spread against the Golden Hurricanes, I believe the name is. Yeah, I have no idea. They're in Hawaii. They're doing their thing. Honolulu, whatever it is. Maui. Those are all the places. I was trying to think of some key word. Aloha. There it is. Um, honestly, it's hard to travel east. We see that in the uh, in the NFL. And this is even further east for them. I know Nevada, you think very western in the United States. But still, Hawaii is a far, far fly. Anyways, I bet against Hawaii earlier this season. They got away with it. It's not going to happen again. Nevada minus two at home hosting this Hawaii Golden Hurricanes. I have no idea. Anyways, I'm going Nevada here. They have a more prolific offense. And I think while it's going to be high scoring, I could see Hawaii slowing down a little bit. And I could see Nevada winning this not only by two, but maybe by double digits. Yeah, and I was wrong on uh, both the adjective and the team name. It's the Rainbow Warriors. Wow, we weren't even close. Sorry, Hawaii. Tried to pull that one out of a hat, but the Rainbow Warriors, yes, they're going to go down. Um, Like you said, Russ, that's a farther trip than you think if you're all the way out in Hawaii. So those are our picks for the week. And just to give you a little recap, everyone, where we're at. And so currently, Wits, I'm at 11 and 11 on the college football season, down 0.6 units. And Roz is at 12 and 10 overall, down 0.2 units. So, I mean, through five weeks, hasn't been great. But, I mean, we're still hanging around, you know, down $2 for Roz, down $6 for Wits. I mean, it's not bad for betting on 20 games so far. So we're going to try to turn the tide a little bit. But like you mentioned, Roz, the real bread and butter the National Football League, both of us killed it this week, went 4-1 and one against the spread, won both of our two-unit games. So enough of this talk about college football. We are moving on to the big pigskin, the NFL. And, Roz, let, let's hop right into it because we were both on a heater this week, both 4-1. and one. The Rams were your, your two-unit play. They came through against the Browns on Sunday night. The Ravens were my two-unit play. They came through, covered the six-and-a-half points against the Chiefs. So it was a beautiful day. Um, both losses for us weren't close. You had the Falcons, plus one-and-a-half. I had the Arizona Cardinals, plus two-and-a-half. So, Roz, it was a great week. And Yeah, I agree. The Falcons, the Falcons thing, maybe you should make me woke on this, but they, they're really a bad team, right? I'm, I I'm not crazy. You know, I don't think they're bad, but I think they're, I'll say, overrated. I think people think of the Falcons that went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but I think they're really just an average team. Is the yeah. NFC South just terrible? Like, look at it. Like, honestly. You no, know, I'm not going to say they're terrible. I think the, the Saints the are Panthers, the Panthers. I think the Saints are a good the team. The Buccaneers. They just lost to Daniel Jones. So you can have one good team, but that doesn't make you a good division. Okay, well, I mean, I thought you were saying every team in the division. So I'll say I think the Saints are the only good team in that division. It's going to be tough without Drew Brees. But, man, they came out and they spanked the Seahawks this week. I know they came back near the end of the game, but, Roz, that was a beatdown for about three quarters that Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints were putting on the Seahawks. And pretty embarrassing um, for everybody not named Russell Wilson because he did everything he could, but – Roz, at home to the Saints with a backup quarterback, and you're going to be down 20 points going into the fourth? Not good. Let me tell you, I said this last week, have faith in the backup quarterbacks, and that's what we did. 
We didn't bet Carolina, which is whatever. I didn't know anything about Kyle Allen, but I did bet the Giants, plus six and a half. Not only did they cover, they won. Thank you. I took the Steelers also, plus six and a half. They didn't win, but they definitely did cover, and that game was atrocious, Wits. I don't know if you watched it. How about the fact that the 49ers had five turnovers? How about four in the first quarter alone, and the Steelers couldn't capitalize? They're in some trouble. If you drafted James Conner, <clears throat> Landon, you are in some serious trouble. That offense is not moving and grooving, and they're only their schedule's only going to get better, so we'll see, especially when they get into division play. But you're right, the Rams helped me, and then the Bengals. I was on the Wits Express Last week, the Bengals should have won that game. Josh Allen's magic came through, but the Bengals did cover, and that keeps me nine nine and six with a four point six plus unit. So I'm making you some money. That's forty six dollars in your wallet if you're if you're riding with Wit or Roz. I just said Wits. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so Roz is up uh, four point six units, and right now in the season I'm eight and seven, up two and a half units. Uh, so. Through three weeks of football, uh, you know, we're definitely making you guys a little bit of money if you're sticking with these picks. And, Roz, you bring up the Pittsburgh game, and it's kind of funny. I, I, you mentioned um, after that first quarter, you know, I was talking with my dad, because we're always watching football together, and it was like 6 nothing, and we just looked at each other, and it was like, man, this just has a 49ers win written all over it because the Steelers cannot capitalize, and it feels like they should be winning 21-zip. It was only 6 nothing, and look what they do. Blow the game the end i don't know how do you lose a game in the end when you have five turnovers from the other team but something uh roz is playing cbs sports ads in the background just to keep the mojo on the show going but roz interesting note from last week the browns offense looked pretty terrible to me they're not really grooving at all baker mayfield four shots inside the five yard line to tie that game doesn't get it done browns are one and two What's going on there in Cleveland? I'm, I just, I'm choosing not to be hyped either direction. I wasn't hyped this year when they got Odell Beckham and the defensive add-ons. Honestly, I thought they're going to be good, good, a good team. I still think they're going to be a good team. I'm not jumping on this bandwagon that's like, uh, the Browns are done. They're horrible. Freddie Kitchens can't coach. Baker Mayfield is overrated. I'm not on it. I don't really care for it. They had a bad game. They had an opportunity to win the game and. The goal line stand is not uncommon these days. We've seen some really good goal line defense in the NFL this year, and teams struggle. It's a shorter field. It's tougher to get open. Honestly, for me, I'm not concerned. They're playing the Super Bowl runner-ups last year, the Rams, who honestly, yes, I bet on them thinking to be a bigger blowout, but the Browns held on. They kept into it. That's what should be talked about. The Browns have the toughest first eight-week schedule in the entire NFL. I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I'm not rooting for them, but I think everyone loves to jump to conclusions super fast on certain teams, the Browns being one of them. But Wits, I wasn't playing no CVS music. Come on. I was playing the music our fans deserve to hear because we haven't alluded to it yet, but it's time to talk about it. The Green Bay Packers. Yes, Roz's Green Bay Packers, the green and gold, are 3-0 heading into Thursday night, baby. And there's nothing I'm more excited about than the G-Force, the green and gold. It is unbelievable here. And honestly, it is time to just bang on the drum all day. Come on, baby. Bang on the drum. 
That was that was a little bit of Roz and Bang on the Drum. It's actually played by Todd Rungden. Rud, nut, Rudgren. Rudgren. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So, Roz, the Packers are, are playing some good football right now. They, it looks like they finally got a defense. But, I mean, you got to set shed some light for me here. Aaron Rodgers. You're I think so he's come, hung up. I, I think he's come out every game and I think thrown a touchdown on the first drive and just fades into the distance after that. So from a fantasy perspective, I mean, tell me that I'm wrong because he's been brutal so far. I don't care. We talked about fantasy already. I'm 2-1 and one in fantasy. Things will right the ship. To, to be 2-1 and one with my quarterback not throwing 50, or getting 15 points a game, sweet. Shows you my team's only going to get better. This offense is going to get better. Aaron Rodgers has said it himself. He needs to get Devontae Adams the ball more. This offense needs to score more, and he's going to score more points himself. Aaron Rodgers will be completely fine. This offense is going to be sick, and we're just going to continue to bang on the drum all day because this offense is legit, it is real, it is serious, and I'm excited about it, Wits. And there's nothing you can say that will bring me down, especially after we beat the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. Watch it here first, folks. Yeah, would be surprised, but enough of this recap. Let's get to the money picks, Roz. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to go with the two-unit play to start us off, Roz. Give me the New Orleans Saints plus two-and-a-half against the Cowboys. Um, Wow. I think this this is a big play, and I feel similarly to this game as I did for the Ravens last week. The Saints team, first of all, they're a great football team. And second of all, I think this Cowboys team, you saw that when they're not firing on all cylinders, I think a game get a little bit out of hand. And after that first half against Miami, I wasn't so sure that my survivor pick was 100% going to get into the next week. They ended up winning 31-6, to but that's besides the point. New Orleans is a very tough place to play, and we saw what Alvin Kamara can do no matter who's under center for the Saints. I think the Cowboys finally slip up this week. So I love the Saints here, plus the points. My two-unit play, I'm 3-1 and one on two-unit plays this year. So stick with me on this one. NFL, this is where it's at. Give me Teddy, Alvin, and the Chipmunks. I'm taking the Saints, plus two-and-a-half. Book it. Nice. I don't have a two-unit play in the NFL this week. It's okay. But I do want to thank a couple people for this next pick. I feel like I'm, I just won an Emmy, which was last weekend. I want to thank... Josh Allen for getting the Bills to 3-0. I want to thank Buffalo and the scheduling committee for having this game the fourth week of the season. We're still probably nice up in Buffalo or Rochester. I got to ask my friends from there, see what the weather's like at this time of year. But I have to assume there's no snow on the ground at this point. It is going to be perfect conditions for a Patriots beatdown. The Allen-led Bills are fake. The weather will be great. And Tom Brady who is disappointed in the way they finished that game last week after we saw Jared Stidham throw a pick six and his punt returner muff a punt into the end zone for a touchdown, giving up the first points of the year for the Patriots. I guess they gave up three first touchdowns of the year uh, for the Patriots. It was embarrassing. Their defense still hasn't allowed a score and honestly is going to be the beatdown of the century. Actually, Wits, we haven't done this yet on this show. But mark it down. This is a two-unit play now. I've changed my mind. Patriots, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's my lock pick of the week. Wow. Well, uh, I also have the Patriots minus seven, so I'm riding there with you, Roz. I agree with you. I don't know if this Bills team is fake, 
but they're just not in the same tier as New England. I mean, they're they're so good, and I think Bills fans think this is their Super Bowl right now. And Patriots, Tom Brady, he looks about the same as he always has. Probably the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Julian Edelman went down. Josh Gordon a little banged up, but looks like Gordon's going to be okay. He did come back into the game, and Edelman, the x-rays were negative on the chest. So he's day-to-day, and he's definitely one of those guys who plays through pain all the time. So I'm not worried about this Patriots offense. Um, hopefully Sony Michelle will get a couple more carries for Rube this week. Uh, didn't look so hot after that opening drive touchdown. But we move on. Uh, another pick for me. Give me the Colts minus 6.5 at home versus the Raiders. Roz, week one, I take back what I said. This Raiders team is bad, and they are brutal, and they're going to get spanked by the Colts this week because they just have no business being in the NFL right now. The way they've played the past two weeks, they got dismantled by the Vikings last week. That game was not close from the first quarter. Indianapolis, I'm anxious to see if T.Y. Hilton suits up, but Jacoby Brissett, he's looked solid so far. I like what he's doing. Marlon Mack is going to be a little bit healthier this week than he was last week. And this Raiders team, they just they stink. So I love the Colts in this one. Uh, I think they win it by two touchdowns easy. So I like the Colts minus six and a half here. I'm going to catch up to you. I've got two picks this week. People might think are crazy because they're double digit. But just believe in me. We've got the Chargers minus 16 on the road against the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins gave their best shot. That might sound sad, but they gave absolutely their best shot against the Cowboys and still got beat down. Now, the Chargers, losing their last two games, have not given their best shot, and it's about time they wake up and prove Melvin Gordon wrong, that they don't need him. They're going to go in to Miami, where, again, it should be nice. There might be some hurricane stuff going on later in the week. Who knows? But 16 will be easy for the Chargers to cover. It'll be their biggest offensive output of the season. I like the Chargers here, minus 16. And then I got the Rams. Minus 10 at home against Jameis Luston and the Buccaneers. And honestly, this is going to be easy as well. The Rams bring in the Buccaneers all the way west to take a beating before they send them right back. Give me the Rams, minus 10. These are two big spreads, but two easy spreads. And you'll see a nice cover from both of them. Okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy it, Roz. I also had the Chargers minus 16 in my, my last pick of the week. Um Pains me a little bit because of Mitch Trubisky, but I'm going to take Chicago minus two at home versus the Vikings. Uh, this Bears defense is just on a different level, and I just I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to handle the heat. I think Dalvin Cook is one of the better running backs in the NFL, but there is going to be very little room to run on Sunday versus this Bears defense. And if, if Mitch can get us a couple touchdowns, I think that is going to be enough. But I, I was not very impressed uh, by Mitch Trubisky's effort on the Monday night game. I know he threw a few touchdowns, and the completion percentage was pretty high. That game was so out of hand, though. It just it wasn't really a pressure-packed game for him. So we'll see what happens here. This is a big division game, especially with the Packers leading the division at 3-0 and right now. I think this is, this is a must-win for the Bears, and I think they're going to come out and dominate the Vikings on both sides of the ball. It's my last pick of the week, Chicago minus 2. Well, I'm going to keep picking because I've got two left for you guys. And I'm taking the Monday night game, which I don't usually like doing, but hey, might as well have some steak in the last game of the, of the week. I got the Steelers minus four at home against the Bengals. It's about time that Rudolph gets his first win, that the Steelers get their first win. The Bengals are bad. They're very, very, very bad. 
and I think the Steelers are going to handle this one. They'll win by more than a touchdown. And then lastly, which they thought they were going to get away with it, but we have never had a week of picks where we didn't take an underdog as a pick. This is your first week since I think weeks one that you didn't take an underdog, but I will be – oh, you did. You already took the Saints. My bad. My, and then my this, story, this story's over. I'm ruining this. Whatever. Give me the Browns plus seven. We talked about them a little bit. I like that a lot. I think this is going to be a good comeback game. I think this is a divisional game. So even if they don't win, just like last week, I didn't pick all the winners, but I did cover the spread. This is going to be a lot closer than people think. Miles Garrett is an absolute beast. So if Lamar Jackson thinks he's going to be able to run rampant, he's going to have to think again. Give me Browns plus seven as my underdog pick of the week. Wow. There you have it. A lot of football in a short amount of time, folks. Um, coming up soon, we're going to get a little bit back into the MLB with the playoff races right around the corner. We are just in mourning. That's the reason we haven't been talking about it. Let's be honest. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in mourning. Yes. You know that was, right in. That was Yahoo Fantasy Football ad, so every wow. site is down at one point or another. But yeah, Roz, we're going to get back into a little bit of baseball. And like we mentioned before, we've got that interview coming out later this week, so don't miss it. Check it out. If you want to learn a little bit about Tough Enough, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the handle is T-U-F-F-N-U-F-F. Also have a YouTube channel. You can catch the replays of the fights. We'll talk about that in the interview, but that's all I got, Roz. Nothing else going on in your life? I usually, we got to close this out. One, with, is Antonio Brown ever going to play again? And two, is Melvin Gordon going to suit up for the Chargers this year? Uh, I'm going to give that a no and a yes. Nice quick work. How's Deerfield? How's everything else in your life? It's going okay, man. We're, uh, we're getting ready for bed. Got a big day tomorrow and a big couple days. So, wow. Well, at least you know that Wits is going to get a good night's sleep. This has been the opening line, everybody. We have had a blast with you. We've got a bonus episode on Friday. We are super excited to have you listening and, Honestly, you know where to find us at Xander Horowitz 13. I lie that there's no 13. And at Ethan Rose 4. I'm the one with the number in my Instagram. Hit us up about our picks. We're winning you money. We're having a good time. And uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody, where we like to keep the line moving. Have a good one. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't idle, I know. You're moving by the bolo, it's the way. When you're moving by the bolo, it's the play. Break, break, break down. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot all, I know. You're moving by the bolo, it's the way. When you're moving by the bolo. Break, break, break that chain. Get up, get a moving it. Feel the baseline with the groove in it. Shit, the buzz ain't losing it. I'm an next thing, I'm proving it. Talk about how I'm full of it. Bro, but I'll still be bootleg. You wanna know how I'm doing this? Listen, man, I'm moving by the polo. We're moving by the polo. When you're moving, when you're moving, man, we ain't gonna lose it. Watch how I'm moving. We ain't gonna lose it. Watch how I move, I move, I just can't help myself What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto Things ain't idle, I know You're moving by the bolo, that's your hell 
When you're moving by the boat, Lord, it's the flow. Yeah. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot all I know. You're moving by the polo. When you're moving by the polo. Get them all aboard, move that thing on the heart of course And I'm back with the business and the big road on route to the promised land Get that involved, ooh, Dragon Ball Z when we stir it up, superpowers, murder it down I got you now, you feel the buzz like are you serious? Now you are so curious, how did you experience? Party on this open gym, be hanging on my shoulder cause you know we play Just gon' let it go. You just gon' let it go. We ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move it. We ain't gon' lose it. Watch how I move. I move. I just can't help myself. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. Things ain't auto. I don't. You movin' by the bolo. When you're moving by the polo, it's the flow. What's your motto? Everyone want that lotto. You forgot all I know. You're moving by the polo. When you're moving by the polo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.